0: Today, I would like to issue you out a challenge after I've completed the talk here on the Sound Doctrine podcast, just a challenge. It's an untapped resource. Uh, obviously, we fail to tap into it and utilize this wonderful name of Jesus Christ. So we're, we're reading in John 18, and this is right when Jesus is getting arrested In the garden, he's already prayed three times and said, not my will thine be done, Father. And so they're getting ready to, they're coming after him. And it says in verse two of 18, and Judas also which betrayed him knew the place for Jesus oft times resorted thither with his disciples. And Judas then having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. How appalling, they're coming after Jesus with weapons, expecting a fight, expecting him to resist, arrest. Jesus therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them, I am he. Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And as soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. Then asked Jesus, he them again, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way this incredible story of Jesus uh, about to be arrested and he's surrendering before they even arrest him. He's going out to see them. And what's so amazing is if you read the other gospels, Judas had already told them, I'm going to walk up and kiss the one that we're after And I want you to lay hold on him quickly so he will not run away. And I'm going to give him the kiss of betrayal. And Jesus said unto him, Betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Is there any worst or worse form of betrayal? Uh, It's hard to imagine. But think about this. They come to Jesus. He walks out to them. He says, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus saith unto them I am he. He unleashed just a small measure of his power. Think about this because when he did it, it says they went backward and fell down. So they went backwards and went to the ground and they he sent them back to where they belong in the dirt basically. Uh, they were blown backwards and pushed backwards by the very power of his words when he said, "I am He." This shows the power of Jesus' name, the power of His voice speaking His name. How you know if He would have said it with force, it would have killed them instantly. And then he he backed off, and and amazing because he he lowered the power because he asked them again, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And then he said, I told you I am he. And he surrendered to them. But the first time, he took them to the ground just by the two, the, well, it says three words, I am he. But he's basically saying, I am. Now this is, he had said this before in John chapter 8 when he said before Abraham was, I am. He was clearly saying, I am the God of the Old Testament. I am Jehovah God. Made them want to kill him over it. He also said this in Exodus chapter 3 when he told Moses, I am that I am sent you. People fail to see this. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus is the word of God. He spoke these things to all of these people. Now, think about this. This is the power of Jesus' name. And we say, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate, fall. This is his power. If he were to unleash full power just because of who he is in his name, the Bible says that the mountains would melt before him and flow down at his presence as he comes and returns. This will happen at the return of Christ. This is found in Isaiah. And then in Zechariah it says, He unleashes a plague on the armies of the Antichrist, and it's such a strong plague that they melt before him, and their eyes consume out of their sockets, and their tongue consumes out of their mouth before they can even hit the ground. This is the power of God. It's the power of his mouth. It's called tetragrammaton, the I am the power of his name. This is what made the Pharisees and the rulers so upset. Jesus basically said, I am God. And not only equal with God, I am God. It's called the Tetragrammaton. He had such power that he could, well, his name and word can kill, it can heal, it can pierce, and it can mend. It's an amazing power here that he has. It's called the Tetragrammaton. And, it, you know, what could have been done? That's why, you know, you think about this. He's the I am. Now, if we could get just a small portion of his power. Do you remember when Jesus called forth to Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth out of the grave? What if he'd not mentioned him by name and called out with force from his word? All the righteous would have risen out of their graves at that time, but the timing was not right. So Jesus clarified and designated that it was only Lazarus that would rise that day. But if we could just get a small portion of his power and the power of his name, doesn't it say to as many as received him, John 1, 12, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, the very sons of God, and we are tamping into the very power of God through His name. You know, we're Christians. We actually wear His name upon us. We are called by His name. We should, we should not only live it right and wear this name correctly, we should utilize the power of Christ. The things God can do for you and the, the hurt that He can do and inflict on the enemy Just through his name, if you'll use it, the I am. I am he. This is amazing. You know, would you learn to use his name? Why do we pray in Jesus' name? Because there's power in his name. Also, because we cannot get to the Father without the name of Christ. But he said, if you say or do anything in my name, if you ask anything in my name, I will give it to you. This is the power of the name of Jesus Christ. I say it again. It's the Tetragrammaton. And what's amazing is the Jews wouldn't even say his name. The word Jehovah or Yahweh in the Old Testament, they were afraid to say his name. They knew the power behind the name. People who use God's name in vain, they're very, very foolish. Well, they're fools. And God said, I'll not hold you guiltless. I think they get judged for using The name above all names for their own benefit and their own pleasure. And then they said it not and uh, diminish it by using it in a very vain fashion. Well, Jesus, he is the I am. You do not diminish that. You do not dilute it. By no means do we make light of it. It's the very power. We are saved by the name of Jesus Christ. We're washed by the blood that he shed. And the power of His name will keep us saved forever and ever and ever. We have eternal life through His name because of His name. All the things that God the Father does for us is through His name. We hold His name high. We hold His name dear. We hold His name in reverence. We hold His name in fear. I'm afraid of God. Sometimes I am afraid to say His name But how can you unleash the power of God in your life if you're afraid to say his name and will not address him for who he is? Now, what these men did, they approached Jesus boldly without fear and wanted him. And when he said his name, they fell backward. If we would come before him kneeling in in humility and fear, he would receive us and give us his power The tetragrammaton, the power of his name. Utilize the name of God against your enemies, against anything going on in your life that is before you and against you. Nothing can stand up to the name of God, and no power formed against you shall prosper. No weapon ever used against you will work if you carry this name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think on these things today.